following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as uh, people talk to us um, often really about uh, the topic of wanting to, to end it all, to end their own life, uh, where do people go because they seem they feel hopeless? You've often said that they just mm-hmm. want to end the pain. They want to yes. re- release from the pain. So when when we have that kind of situation, where ultimately we want to take them to God's Word? What mm-hmm. places of uh, hope can you give us for that kind of situation? Well, ultimately, God is the one who created us in the first place. To realize that uh, He also knows what will fulfill us. And in life, we can be in severe pain because of just living life. And it's hard when others make decisions that we cannot control. Um, And we can make wrong decisions ourselves. So one thing I did is I put in our keys how to find hope in God's Word, meaning where do you turn when your hope is waning? Uh, God's Word is filled with significant promises and truths that offer hope when your reason for living is fading fast. And His words can be reassuring, a, a steady anchor the uh, anchor for our souls, for anyone struggling to hold on to hope. So I made a short list of scriptures that are anchoring truths for our lives, uh, promises that, and that's a key word, promises um, that are provided uh, for us. Now, God's word contains many more, but Searching the pages of Scripture for help and hope uh, is invaluable. Writing verses down, uh, saving them on your phone, on your computer, uh, just writing them out, uh, memorizing them, and letting the Word do for you what it's meant to do, and that is to be a constant reminder of God's love for you and the hope you have in Him. Um, Understanding, in Romans 15, we read, everything that was written in the past, talking about the Scripture, was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the, the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So, here are some reasons to have hope found in God's Word. First of all, number one, God loves you. He will always love you. He has never not loved you. In fact, Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. So, Jeff, how long is everlasting? That's a long time. That's forever. (laughs) It is forever. Number two, God has grace, meaning he, grace is a gift he gives you that you don't deserve. 
Uh, grace is an undeserved gift. So God has grace and compassion for you. The Bible says the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. That's Psalm 145, verses 8 and 9. Uh, by the way, that first scripture was Jeremiah 31.3. I love that scripture. Uh, number three, God created you purposefully. And this is important. In Psalm 139, we read, You created, you is God. God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full, full well. Um, it is God who created you. Not, you're not a happenstance or just an accident. doesn't matter what you've been told. He is your creator. Number four, God sees you as his precious child. I love this scripture. First time I read it, <clears throat> I just... It was precious. Um, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. You, uh, just, just to realize, um, well, that's 1 John 3, verse 1. Again, 1 John 3, verse 1. I'm going to repeat that. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. <clears throat> and that is what we are. Then um, God can completely redeem our situation, any situation. This is Psalm 103, the first verse and fourth verse. Praise to the Lord, my soul, who redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion. He's a redeemer. Uh, no matter what you've done, not it doesn't matter about the past. He is able to redeem any situation in your life. Um, one last one. God extends complete forgiveness. Oh Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to uh, get the right information in your hands. It might be something that you're struggling with. You'd like some of our information, our resources, our keys for living, especially provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics and uh, something sure to be related to whatever you're dealing with in life. Maybe it's a relationship problem. Maybe it's a theological question that you have. We have keys for living on that as well. And almost anything that you could be uh, dealing with, struggling with, and you'd like to know God's perspective on that, what uh, he says in his word about your very situation, because he cares for you. Uh, Let us help you with that information. Again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. June was just sharing some of the information from our Keys for Living on uh, suicide prevention and uh, the the Keys for Living there called uh, Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. And uh, we'd like to help you uh, get that into your hands if that would be helpful for you. Well, if you'd like to speak with June about a situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll leave a detailed message for us. Just we'll get back to you to uh, talk to you about what questions you have and then to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We have availability in the next few days, by the way, so we look forward to hearing from you and getting you on the program to talk with June. The number is 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We uh, welcome a listener from KCBI in Texas. Tonight we welcome Sue. Well, hello, Sue. Welcome to Hope. Hi, Sue. How can we help you? Um, I'd like to know how I can um, heal over um, the loss of my um, son's suicide um, 33 years ago. Mm. And um, I was pretty much over about 20 years, 15 or 20 years after his death. And um, then I got a third story of what had happened. And um, so I requested the investigation report from the detective. And um, 
I was reading over it, and um, I was like on the final conclusion page, and my daughter called, and um, I told her what I was reading, and and I said, it looks like this is the final conclusion page, but it looks like there's more pages after this. So I... Uh, Turned the page, and it was three pages of my son after he shot himself. Mm. Between those two school buildings. And that just started the grief all over again. I wasn't expecting the pictures. I thought he was just going to send the you know, report, the written part. Yes. <sighs> Sue, how old was he? Fourteen, one month before his 15th birthday. Oh. Wow. Wow. <sighs> um, you know, children... Well, I'll just say it this way. The brain doesn't even mature until age 25 to 28. And the um, part of the brain that develops faster is, it's called the amygdala, it's, it's, it's the emotions, not the reasoning part. The last part is that it's called the prefrontal cortex. But my point of saying this is so many times uh, young people who are emotionally, um, they've had something happen. And it's, life, life is hard. You know, there, there are challenging situations but it is so uh, tragic, and I hurt for you, um, because you know that life can seem challenging, and um, what we have to do is put our focus on what God wants us to uh, comprehend and I, I am I I know that this will be a loss that you will always have in your life. Um, tell me, do you know what the real reason is of how he was at the time trying to process his pain? I had verbal stuff going on mostly. Um, he, because of the a situation that he got in at school, got in trouble at school, the judge um, didn't want him to live in the city we were living in anymore. And so his dad talked the judge into letting him move 
where they in another town where he he lived and, and instead of him taking it, my son in he pushed my son in on his parents oh. grandmother and my son had verbal stuff and she did something that I don't know if she hit him slapped him or what but anyway and then he moved in with his dad and dad's girlfriend there were mm. and I don't know if that was physical stuff or verbal stuff going on between him and her the, the girl dad's girlfriend but he told the sister, brother, okay, his uncle and his wife that he hated this girl, his dad's girlfriend. He hated school, and he just wanted to um, quit school and... Um, um, Wished it could just be him and his dad. He mm-hmm. all, the investigation report said that um, he was being verbally bullied at school, mm. and um, um, so the night bef- the day before he did it, um, he was watching his dad clean his gun and fully loaded it and. Next day, he at some point he put it in his duffel bag and took it to school. Mm-hmm. Pulled it out, and according to the report, this girl ran up to him, saw him take the gun out. She was going to try and take it from him, and he said, "No, don't. If you do, if you try to take it, I'll shoot you too." She turned around. Took off running and then he did it. Mm, mm. Put it to his temple. That's so <clears throat> tragic because um, while life is a series of choices, that's never the right choice. And he had obviously so much that. God could have been his source of strength. Yet it sounds like there were one, uh, one. There was one challenge after another, multiple challenges, not just one. And um, I can tell you that uh, there's a new word in the English language, and it is called bully side. Those who commit suicide because of being bullied. And there, all the more, there needs to be, when we have people in our lives, regardless of the age, we need to be thinking, what could be an encouragement? What could I say that could encourage another person? Because, in truth, it is not just young people that commit suicide. There's a whole spectrum of different ages. And um, let me 
is, do you feel that you have, do you feel you have words at this time to help if there was someone who had lost hope? Do you know what you would think or do? Or not really? I would probably try to, to lead them to the Lord that, that you know, um, I lost my brain, my thoughts. Well, um, mm-hmm. try to, to see that Jesus is the answer and try to get them some help. I, I was not successful in a former insurance agent that I had. He had talked about suicide, and I tried to talk to him about it, and, and he did start meeting me at church and attending services and things, but he didn't want to tell anyone you know, that he was having suicidal thoughts, except for myself, he didn't, he wouldn't admit it to his family. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I think he was afraid that they would have him put in a psych hospital. And yes. He didn't want that. Well, you are right that Anyone who doesn't have a relationship with Christ, that is huge to uh, try to help introduce someone into a life-changing relationship with the Lord Himself because He can be our strength um, and literally promises to be so. Um, But um, it sounds as though there are people who can talk with you where they may not be able to talk with others. That's what I'm hearing. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, people that mm-hmm. would normally talk to people about certain things, they just feel comfortable in talking to me and they don't know my story either. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? That He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. 
Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have questions or concerns about uh, tonight's topics, you can talk to our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they'll help you to get the right information in your hands. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics on the program tonight or something maybe you're struggling with, and if we can help you with some resources, let us do that. The uh, Keys for Living we're recommending tonight called Suicide Prevention, Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. And suicide is the topic there and our topic for tonight. We'd, if you are struggling with that, we'd like to help you with that information as well. And the number for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And ask your questions there. Talk to them about what resources you'd like to have in your hands. Well, let's get back to our conversation now with Sue. Sue, as I'm listening to you, you have a genuine sensitivity, not just experientially knowing what it's like to have a an endeared son to commit suicide, but um, I'm just thinking about it, just as you described this insurance agent who didn't tell his family, but told you that he was suicidal. Um, I'm just wondering if it's possible that you have an assignment from God, and I don't normally say it that way, but very honestly, um, you, you understand um, and a lot of people don't. They just say, "Get over it." Or mm-hmm. yeah, they, I mean, they can be. They they may mean well, but they 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 uh, can actually do more harm. Yeah. Uh, if they're if they're calloused mm-hmm. or, or uncaring. Um, compassion. Experience to that. Hmm. I remember uh, as a teenager, I was 16, and I 
had a driver's license, and uh, I was in pain, a huge pain. I said, nothing will change. I had just become a Christian, but I was just thinking, Dad will never change. The situation will never change. I was saying those things, um, and I thought, press the pedal, press the pedal, press the pedal, press, and I just kept saying it to go over where's Mockingbird Lane intersects Central Expressway, and I thought, turn, and then just turn the uh, wheel, and it'll, I'll go over the overpass and land at the bottom, and it'll be over, and I thought, it'll be over, pain will be gone, and then I thought, my my math brain kicked in, but what if I'm maimed? That I can't do that to my mom. I can't do that. Now, I was a new Christian. I was drawn to authentic Christianity. I mean, I, I was drawn to, but, I, but nobody knew anything. I did not tell anybody anything about my family. I couldn't get it out and did not for years. But I was wrong when I said things will never change. Life is a series of changes. And that's today what I tell people who are suicidal. And I have a number of people who will come to me and they'll either come physically or they have a loved one. or And um, it's only because I've been there that I, and I, and I say, I was wrong. Life is a series of changes. And uh, because when you personally have given up hope, um, and, and it is true, I do not say, not only uh, things will never change, but in, in my head, I just thought, but it'll be over. It'll be over. They have no idea of the ramification after a suicide where the grieving of family members, people who were close, um, how then family can blame themselves, multiple people. And, and, and that's not what they're thinking at the time. And I, I'm just wondering, and I'm, it's just from my own experience of having lost hope, um, um, well, I'll just ask, has that ever been a challenge for you as a result of the severe pain that you experienced? Okay, so you know firsthand, don't you? Yes. And every once in a while, I have to, I still battle the depression and, and suicidal thoughts. It's not nearly as often as it used to be. Mm-hmm. 
I have, the Lord has put it in my brain, helped me to see when those thoughts come. It's when I'm missing days, close to a week of very little sleep, not eating on time when I need to, not eating mm-hmm. nutritionally, eating a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm losing so much sleep over a period of time, I, I start having those suicidal thoughts. And... Most of the time, it's not my fault that I'm not sleeping, or it could be, maybe, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not disciplining myself to get things done early enough, but anyway, there's a lot of factors in that, but, um, I do want to say, I'm jumping the gun here, but, um... I do want to put something positive in here. Okay. About two weeks after, well, okay, before the two weeks, uh, the the uh, choir director at the church that my son had started going to five months before um, his death, um, the town he was living in, the, the church in the town he was living in had a fall revival. And I guess they were like doing a bus ministry or something anyway. They, my son went and mm. he gave it, the choir director led my son to the Lord oh, five wow. months before he died. Wow. Oh my goodness. What a gift. What a gift to and not just him, but two to weeks you. After his death, I was like, um, "What was it? Did he do it on purpose, or was it an accident?" I kept. I was driving home from work, or going to go pick up my daughter from the daycare, and I was going over my brain. Well, was it an accident, or did he do it on purpose? And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me a vision of my son. And he had this huge grin on his face, smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> he says, mm-hmm. Mom, I'm sorry. I love you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in any more pain, and I'm standing here next to Jesus. Oh, my and goodness. And he's holding my hand. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that was comforting. And then yes, I of course. started wondering, you know, well, was it an accident or, or did he do it on purpose? And then I got this, I stopped at the gas station, I got this other vision and, and my son was saying, Mom, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it, it was an accident. He says, I'm not in any more pain now. <laughs> and I'm here in heaven with Jesus. Remember when I mentioned to them about because they know this story that I just told. Yes. 
And uh, they said, well, I don't believe he suicided. I believe it was an accident. But, I mean, he still killed himself. So is, is that still, even though he didn't mean to, would it still be considered suicide? I don't know. I haven't I asked the counselor, and she didn't know. You know, Sue, I'm just going to mention this. Because of an age of 14, kids can be very impulsive. And they can, at times, not even see options because they haven't lived long enough. The point is... You said he did pray to receive Christ, so he is with Jesus. And I think now it's like, since you understand how easy it can be to think, but just end it all. I think the issue is, what is God wanting to do with your life to literally maximize the reason why you're here on earth. And I can tell you, there can be a ministry that you can have, just like I can remember so clearly that day when I just... And and there have been times when I've, I've thought, I wish I were not alive. And it would be something circumstantial well, that's long gone. But we, at the time, it's poignant. And I think God could use you in a way that he would not be able to use others because they wouldn't understand. Right. But you do understand. Yes. And so I'm going to do this. I'm just letting you know. I've already written down. I'm going to send you what we call our keys, keys for living, on the topic of suicide prevention. And it's subtitled, Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. Because it can seem hopeless. And yet, how you could be used to be the lifeline for someone where you ask them to hang on to hope. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources that you need. Uh, One of our keys for living that we want to recommend tonight is called Suicide Prevention, Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. And uh, they can help you to get that into your hands pretty quickly. The number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. For a full listing, a look at all all of our resources, uh, just go to the website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find all of the keys for living there, our Lifeline to Hope online training information, as well as June's many biblical resources, She's done Bible studies, uh, other books over the years, and it's all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to tonight's conversation now with Sue. Well, my friend, I, um, I, I don't know how you feel about taking a role of if God is wanting you. It all, all depends on if he's putting this um, in your heart. It's just unusual that you said that this former insurance agent was suicidal and he told you, but he didn't tell his family. So if people will tell you things, um, they consider you trustworthy. And for example, one of the things, there's, there's certain things I love to share about when when someone I know is feeling hopeless. Um, I, I will say, are you aware God wants you to know it's never too late to find hope? And then Ecclesiastes 9.4 says, anyone who is among the living has hope. And that means you. So just to literally, and and to write out the passage for them. Ecclesiastes 9.4 Anyone who is among the living has hope. Now that's God's word, so it's not just some saying. Um, And that God wants you to know there is hope for you personally. And Proverbs 23.18 says, 
there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. We, we have a number of important scriptures like these, and I will periodically say to someone, I, I did this with <clears throat> uh, a teenager the other day, well, a couple months ago. I said, um, I'm going to give you something, a, a scripture, and I want you to write this down. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. I said, I want you to read it in the morning as soon as you wake up. Because he had already written a suicide note to his parents and to his siblings. And I said, I want you to read this. This is where... God says, these are God's words, not somebody else. God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yes. And, and I said, I want you to not only read it in the morning, I want you to read it sometime during the day, and then before you go to bed, thanking him saying, thank you, God, that you know the plans you have for me. Plans to prosper me, not to harm me. Plans to give me hope and a future. And um, through circumstances, and he, this boy was being bullied, and now he's in a new school. He had, uh, no no hint was that he was going to be put in another school. There was not a thought of it. But God rearranged his circumstances. And uh, he is not any anymore at all suicidal because I checked with his parents, but I talked with him personally. And just to have these specifics... Um, you know, there's um, a precious passage in Isaiah 41.10. God wants you to know he is with you and can help you get through difficult times. And the scripture there is, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I think the reason I'm thinking about this for you in particular is um, I just, I, 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 you, you want <laughs> um, this tragedy to, to be used for good yeah. and what that means is where you ha you because you have understanding you um, you have been there with the pain on a in behalf of your son and also on a personal level 
And and what I know the Bible says is that, um, and this is in uh, 2 Corinthians 1, uh, 3 and 4, um, and, and, it, and it's important because it it's dealing with the pain that we have, but then it's saying what how God is going to use it. And so I would consider this for you, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort comforts us in all of our troubles, such as your son. Then it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So, yes, he is our comforter, but he will use you. It's talking about not just God doing something, but it's now how this is going to be under your charge where he's going to bring people to you and you will be a comforter because you have been comforted by God. Yeah. Do you think that's a possibility? Yes. I've always, since, since his death, I've always wanted to be used to the Lord to help other people because I've mm. experienced it. Mm-hmm. But I have trouble um, my communication skills are not um, very mm-hmm. uh, I, I just don't have good communication skills and I are you aware that <clears throat> but Go ahead. are are you aware that many people don't even feel heard? And so for you to ask a few key questions and then you listen, that can be such a gift because a lot of people don't feel heard. But I think that you can know how important it is to feel heard. So it's not so much... All the things, I mean, there are certain things, right. yes. Yeah, I mean, when we can help you with the things, uh, I'll tell you what I thought, actually, so I'm just going to go on and mention it. Have you ever been to what is called, and many, many, many churches have this, called Grief Share? I just went through it just uh, earlier this year. Okay. Well, let me just share this. I have a dear friend whose son um, had an incurable illness. He was a doctor. And my friend um, was his son. And no one would have anticipated that he would have died. And uh, she has gone through grief share now three times. This is the third time. And she's going to do it again. Um, meaning within uh, this this year from the time of his death and um, the, the point is 
I can imagine the people who would have been in your class who would have wished for someone to talk to. Do you think that's true? People in the grief share class? Yes. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. It might, just because I remember when my friend told me she's gone through it three times and she's going to do it again. She needs it. Now, the issue is it's a death. It's a it, my My friend, uh, her son, died of this, I guess he was 40, um, but died of this incurable illness. But my point is, when there's grief, um, it's it, it's not like oh just get over it you know oh, you know it's already been a couple of months so just get over it. Well, people who think that they are totally ignorant about the loss of a loved one. But you know that, Hi. so I'm I'm just thinking it could be that you have a number of people who are. Uh, I'm going to say it this way, um, who are in a grief share program and they may need someone like you just to, and again, we're going to give you things that can be of help, the things that you could wish that had been given to your son. And let that be an impetus. Some of the passages that are helpful, um, that that he would want, God would want to use you for. Just pray and say, God, is there an unseen ministry that you have for me periodically to come alongside someone who's hurting? If, if that's the case, I mean, would you be willing to pray about that? Oh, um, yes. Okay. I, yes. Okay. I very much want to and have been wanting to be used. We will send our keys for living on suicide prevention called Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. Sending that out to tonight's caller, we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. To get in touch with the program, call us at 800-917. We have availability for you in the next few days. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.